Good day everyone and thank you for joining us on Yankees Death Star. Um, unfortunately we're going to talk about a loss today. Um, we had a win yesterday and our win streak was cut short at one. Um, we've been hit, we experienced basically the same problems as have plagued us all year. Didn't allow a ton of runs but our bats were quiet. Um, so we'll talk about that and then uh, give a little preview of the game tomorrow. Um, I'm here with Dave. How are you doing, Dave? Man, I'm doing great. It was a, a rough game to watch. Uh, something I love about this team is uh, the ability to get strikeouts without giving up walks. Uh, unfortunately, that did not happen tonight. We only got seven strikeouts and gave up eight walks. That was pretty much the difference in the game as they were able to get some runs from those walks. Uh, looking at the team and then the way they did all, all our batters the way they did uh, We only got 11 base runners tonight. That's not what we needed uh, But that's something that we're going to discuss about and get down and fi find out if we can figure out what's going on uh, Today in this podcast the Yankees Death Star. We're going to talk about the game We're going to make sure you guys have a breakdown of exactly what went down on the great game all the good plays all the big hits um, all the people that were able to get RBIs for us, even though it's one, but we'll still get down to that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, where we feel like our bats are going to finally wake up. Uh, we have a couple players that we feel like could uh, step in there and really um, help us out some um, in big ways. So we are going to continue to keep an eye on that and circle that to see if we can't uh, have some help there. We're going to talk about Kluber's day at pitching today. I felt like he did a great job today. Uh, he made a couple of silly mistakes, but anytime you can get a starter to go uh, pitch 91 pitches and only give up uh, two earned runs, I feel like that's a good deal. Um, Krisky's season premiere was tonight. Uh, he came up in the ninth inning, uh, pitched one inning, made one mistake, but all in all, I felt like he did a really good job. He got a little rattled, and that's what I was. we were talking about before the podcast is was him walking two batters in a row after that home run, home run he gave up. Was that a, um, I'm rattled because this is my first time this year playing, or was that a, oh crap, I'm in trouble? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to make sure that we have a, a, a couple ideas on that. I don't think this is going to be one of those things where he's going to continue doing this. I think giving up your first home run, um, your first outing, really rattles pitchers, so I think they'll be all right. I felt like tonight Sanchez did a great job catching tonight, so we're going to talk about that. Make sure you guys get a good understanding of how he was able to help the pitchers tonight. Last but not least, certain point of view with Matt is going to be go down. We're going to talk about that and what that means. So thank you for listening to the Yankee Death Star. I'm Dave, and I'm going to walk you through today. Yeah, um, so we'll touch on some stuff happening with the Yankees. First thing is uh, Domingo Herman is going to be returned to the active roster Thursday, um, which would be today for those listening. Um, and he will start is, uh, is the anticipation. Um, so he'll get a chance to try to uh, make a little change from his first outing, uh, get uh, back on track and show the kind of stuff that we have seen from him a lot um, in the past, um, and we expect to see from him. Hopefully, uh, he has worked on some things um, when he was sent down and will be sharper than his first outing. <coughs> Excuse me. So that will be something to watch there. Um, also, I read an article, a Brian Hoke article about uh, Araldis Chapman, I think I had mentioned his, uh, him adding a splitter before, but um, he talked about it a little bit. Um, he said that the, when he was with the Reds, they told him they didn't want or need him to use it because it was unnecessary because of his, his fastball um, primarily. Uh, but he was also throwing like 103 miles an hour regularly. Uh, so he's not doing, he's not quite there. He's still over a hundred, uh, definitely, but he is looking forward to adding that to his repertoire, um, and have that, he wants to have that really down, 
by the time he gets older and he knows his velocity hasn't dropped a lot but he knows that it will at some point and if he can have that splitter um, down and be 100% comfortable with it then that will be huge when his velocity starts to go down later in his career. He has already set the record, uh, the Yankee record for most games with two or more strikeouts. Uh, I assume this has to be a reliever because um, there would be a lot of starters that had this. Um, but he has 14 games, or 14 consecutive, excuse me. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, that's probably, that could be uh, any pitcher, I'm not sure. Um, but he has 14 straight games with two or more Ks. And he normally only pitches one inning, maybe just over one. Um, unusual, but he occasionally will get two. So for him to have two strikeouts uh, in 14 straight appearances is pretty impressive. He has thrown that splitter just nine times this year, but he's been using it as his put-away pitch. Um, five out of the nine times he's thrown it have been to strike the batter out. And that's pretty impressive. More than half the time he throws a given pitch is for a strikeout. That's kind of crazy. It's a small number for sure, but uh, you can tell he's holding that back a little bit and knows he has it. And then uh, when he gets the, the batter up to uh, two strikes, he knows that he can throw that and it's going to throw them off their game because they're not used to him throwing that and they're not used to seeing that um, from him uh, in the at-bat. So that's something to watch going forward through the rest of this year. I'm excited about it. Yeah, in question about that, um, that, that pitch that he has, do you think that as the batters see it more, they'll become more accustomed to it? Or do you think it looks so much like his change that it's going to cause issues? Well, they're going to get a little bit more accustomed to it. It's not like he's going to... Um, strike people out more than 50% uh, of the time on that, uh, that number will level off a little bit. But regardless, even once they know that it's something he's going to throw regularly, it will look a lot like his changeup, and they won't be able to tell until it's too late. So there's really, Good. Um, Good. as long as he stays you know, healthy and doing what he can do, um, that's going to be an extremely dangerous pitch for the rest of his career. Yeah, he's just using that as his closeout pitch. <clears throat> and again, like it looks so much like the changeup, um, which ultimately looks like the fastball. Uh, you know, that's the thing that gets it. You know, like this is a, another pitch that adds to his his amazing ability. And I just think it's going to be one of those things that as time goes on and gets more comfortable, we'll see him using it a lot more because it's not as strenuous as a fastball pitch. Um, the way, it, you know, it um, has the arm. We've seen this happen with Chapman before where he likes to throw off um, speed pitches and other pitches because the fastball uh, will wear him down really, really quickly. Uh, so this is a good thing by Chapman. And I do think it will help him out with his career for the longevity wise. Yeah, I do, too. So today uh, the lineup was once again changed up a little bit. Hicks. Um, had that one game a couple games ago where he was moved from the three down to the five, I believe. Um, then he went back to the three. And today, uh, it's changed once again. The lineup went DJ, Judge, Stanton, Urshela batted fourth, Torres fifth, Ford uh, sixth. So Ford moved up, Urshela moved up, uh, and then Hicks isn't batting until seven and Sanchez not till eight, and then Frazier as the uh, as the ninth batter. So that's what we got going into today's game. Um, we had the old veteran Corey Kluber going up against Ian Anderson, the young, uh, exciting pitcher for the Braves, who we talked about a little bit. Um, so yeah, I expected this to be a pretty good pitcher's duel, and. It was, for the most part, um, the Yankees just, uh, the Yankees batters just didn't do their part. But we'll go through the innings. Top of the first, uh, Kluber started off great. He only threw 11 pitches this inning. He gets Adrianza to pop out to Urshela. 
Freddie Freeman then pops out to judge. Ozuna uh, was the only one that saw many pitches. He works a full count, but then pops out as well. So three pop outs, 11 pitches. Uh, moving to the bottom of the first. One, two, three for the Braves as well. DJ grounded out. Judge grounded out. Then Stanton had a really good, really, made really good contact with the ball. Um, it was a deep line drive to uh, left field, pretty close to the warning track, but ended up it was uh, pretty close to the fielder. So got caught, no damage, moving into the second. All right, and we are able to see a couple guys really quickly here. Uh, Kluber was just really efficient in this inning as well, even though he saw four batters. First guy fly out. Um, second guy, Ozzy, he singled. Um, really great job. Uh, this was to left field uh, where Clint was at tonight. Um, but he only saw, at this point, he'd only pitched eight pitches in this inning. The next guy is um, pa um, Pablo Sandoval, and he gets a fly out off the second pitch. So, again, we're only at 10 pitches. And the next guy, Swanson, steps up, and he uh, grounds out to the shortstop, which is Torres. And Torres gets it over to Ford for the, the out. But he only pitched 12 pitches in this inning. That was big because he's going to have a couple of innings where he's going to you know, be throwing a lot of pitches. So getting through the first two innings with a minimum amount of pitches is big. All right, let's get down to the bottom of the second. Urshela is up to bat. He sees three pitches off the third pitch. He flies out. Uh, again, this is not what we want to see from Urshela, but he still had a great uh, um, hit tonight and something we're going to definitely talk about. Um, Torres steps up and gets a single, the next guy. So now we have one on, uh, one out. Mike Ford is the next guy up. He grounds softly to the pitcher. Uh, just, you could tell the ball was just not hit right. Um, Mike Ford gets out. Now we have one on, two outs. And Aaron Hicks steps up and gets a walk. Now, two out, two on, and Gary Sanchez is up. We've been talking about Gary's bat. We need his bat. And he, unfortunately, gets the first strikeout for the Yankees of the night. Um, and it was just a, an unfortunate um, moment because it was a big strikeout for the Atlanta Braves. They are able to use that to put, shift the momentum going into the third, which was a, a, big, a big inning in the aspect of we should have had a point on our board and we weren't able to get it done. Bottom or Tom, going into the third, the tie or the score is 0-0. Yeah, Kluber back on the mound. He gets uh, gives Austin Riley a walk on just four pitches. And man, was this uh, was this uh, strike zone really really tight from this umpire? If it was off the plate, even just a centimeter, a millimeter, he was calling it a ball. I did notice that he had some uh, calls that I thought were should have been below the strike zone that he called strikes. But left to right, it was super tight all night, both sides. Um, Kluber had a couple close pitches on this at bat, so it wasn't like he was all over the place. But yeah, four-pitch walk was the result. Um, Heredia pops out to Frazier. And then <clears throat> Adrianza also pops to Frazier, who I, I want to believe that... Um, he was inhibited by his hat because he made a diving catch and a couple notes from that he a lot of times when an outfielder is is sprinting and then lays out and dives for a catch they normally have their their palm facing their their gloved palm facing up he like twisted his hand backwards and kept his glove upright um but still dove and caught it like a foot off the ground which I don't know, I, I don't know if that should worry me or not. It seems like maybe not the best way to, to field that, but he caught it, so that's all that matters. And then unfortunately, he jumped up, and so when he dove, his hat fell down uh, basically over his eyes almost entirely. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chalk his bad throw up to the fact that he couldn't see, but he, he, throw it, he threw it really, really bad, um, he, uh, it went right past the first baseman and the, uh, Riley had 
something in his eye or something. So he was like bending over holding his face when the ball went right past first base. So he didn't even see. He could have easily taken second. He didn't. Um, so it didn't really matter. But it was a really, really poor throw from Frazier. I'm just going to say, I mean, it stands to reason that it could be because he couldn't see. Uh, that will make it hard to throw. But uh, it's not the first time he's had a weird throw, so let's hope that uh, let's hope he corrects that, regardless of whether he can see. Yeah, and if I ever try to throw a ball out of left field when I was blind, I'm pretty sure that I would do a, a worse throw than that throw. No doubt. So <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Next up, uh, Freeman strikes out looking, um, and man. The, the second and third strikes on this at bat, uh, the last two pitches, uh, Klub, I mean, Freeman had worked a 3-1 count. He was up. And then Kluber throws one that just painted the inside corner of the strike zone in the center, a little bit high up, I think, and then painted the outside corner. Um, and uh, it got Freeman down looking on the third strike. Beautiful pitches back-to-back. And then because of how tight the umpire was calling the game, um, I don't blame Freeman for not swinging at those because they were so close. And the batters at this point probably know that if it's if it's off the plate at all, he's going to give them a ball. But uh, he caught the plate on both pitches, strikes Freeman out. That was nice. Going into the bottom of the third, Clint Frazier up. He... Pops out, nearly foul. Uh, the catcher caught it just in front of the dugout um, for the for the first out. DJ works a full count, uh, but then grounds out to third base. And then Aaron Judge is up. Uh, he works a walk, but um, Judge's uh, low strikes have been an issue for him since he started. And... This was before I'd seen any other calls that were below the strike zone. I just knew the ump had a tight zone. So when it was below, when this the, the second pitch thrown um, was below the strike zone, I was kind of shocked that it was called a strike. Uh, he did make a couple of those calls later throughout the game, but it's even more significant when it's judged because the zone the zone should be even higher. But didn't matter. He works the walk. Uh, but Stanton grounds out to the second baseman to end the inning. Yeah, and just throwing this out here is the umpire did a great job. We've seen a lot of loose loose strike zones recently that have really inhibited our hitting um, abilities. But the umpires and the, the strict strike zone, it always benefits us because of our, our bats and the way that we are savages in the boxes. Uh, we don't. We just wait for things. We like to like to see how things roll out. Um, but again, that was a, a really big moment there. Let's go ahead and talk about the fourth. Uh, still 0-0, just a bunch of goose eggs up on the um, board. Kluber is still in the game. Kluber goes 1-2-3. The first guy, Ozuna, steps up off the first pitch, grounds out um, to Gio, and gets it across the forward, which is one of Gio's greatest assets is the ability to get that ball out of his glove and to the first baseman very, very quickly. Travis Arnold uh, lines out to first base. Mike Ford is there. Good job by Mike being in the right place at the right time. Ozzy steps up and flies out to right fielder. Aaron Judge is there. So great job by our defense not making any silly, stupid mistakes. Love it. Getting into the bottom of the fourth. Now, I, I want to break down this right here because Gio is one of those guys that he is a filthy, filthy man when he's on fire. Fortunately for us, he is on fire right now. Uh, he uh, only got one hit tonight, but this is where he got his hit. And this is why it's so crucial is because the first two uh, pitches were dead. One, the first one was dead center. Um, it was a great pitch. Um, Anderson was obviously picking fun of, of Gio, knowing that Gio loves to have the high um, fastball. And the third pitch comes in, and that's where Gio is able to get the ball by the shortstop in order to get a single. Um, again, he had two strikes when he got this hit. I love it when the Yankee players do this right here. I love it when any player is able to get um, a hit with two strikes. Uh, it shows you that they, um, they're they definitely seeing the ball properly. 
and they're able to do that. Uh, love it when uh, pitchers are good enough to be able to go at a um, player three uh, strikes in a row like that, too. So um, Ian Anderson obviously is having a, an amazing game. Um, next person up, Glaber Torres grounds out uh, to shortstop, which is a force out. Um, that means uh, we were, uh, weren't able to move Gio to uh, second base. Gio got caught out at second base. But Glaber Torres was on at first at that point. Uh, he did this off of the first pitch. I don't like this. I don't like this at all because this is what extended um, Ian Anderson's evening is right here. Is Gio gets a hit with uh, three pitches. Next person up is Glaber Torres. He, uh, he gets on base, but he gets an out off the first pitch. Mike Ford centers or uh, flies out to center um, off the second pitch. Second pitch. This is again, we're not talking. This is not good. And then Aaron Hicks flies out to center off the first pitch. Okay, so he literally three up, three down with a total of four pitches. I mean, that is not good. Uh, not good by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Gio was on base and we weren't able to get anything else done. I knew this was the inning that we had to get something done in order to get on the board to put pressure on Atlanta to get Ian out of the game because if he got into the sixth, then we were in trouble. So going into the fifth, we were still 0-0. Yep, first guy up for the Braves, we got Pablo Sandoval. Uh, he hits a liner to center field for a single, and uh, or I guess it was right center. Um, he uh, it was kind of a hit that would have given most people a double, but it being Sandoval, he was happy with a single. Uh, Swanson next up uh, goes down swinging on a check swing that he tried to hold up on but could not. Not a pretty nice pitch. Uh, Austin Riley then walks, so there's runners on first and second with one out. Um, Heredia has a good at-bat, works a full count, and walks. Then uh, A-Ray Adrianza, uh, with the bases loaded and just one out, um, hits a sacrifice fly to center field. Freddie Freeman, next guy up. Uh, with runners on first and second. Gets a four-pitch walk as well. Um, and the second, not that it matters, it was four pitches in a row. The second one, just since I've been commenting on the strike zone, the second one was absolutely in the strike zone. It was almost entirely, it was more than halfway at least, in the strike zone, but they called it a ball. So extra, extra tight by the ump there. Uh, at this point, Nick Nelson comes in to replace Kluber. So they got the bases loaded, and there's two outs now. Um, and then, man, Nick Nelson just couldn't control his location when he first got into the game. He throws four straight pitches not anywhere close to the strike zone. Um, so Ozuna gets a... Uh, Gets an RBI from standing at the at the plate and not swinging at four pitches. So good for him. Good eye. Um, Nelson does pull it together a little bit after that. But he lets one run score. Then uh, Travis Darno, next guy up. He pulls it together and gets him to strike out looking. Uh, so there is uh, two runs scored in the top of the fifth so we're down going into the bottom of the fifth gary sanchez first guy up goes down swinging clint uh, okay yeah clint went down looking and again now this is two calls within the same inning that uh have have been shitty calls clint gets his third strike on a ball that was Easily below the strike zone completely. Uh, didn't even graze the strike zone. It was close to the strike zone, but not not even. Um, so yeah, he goes down looking, unfortunately. And then DJ can't do anything uh, with two outs. He grounds out to third. So we are still down two to nothing going into the sixth. All right, going into the sixth, we have Nick Nelson still pitching for the Yankees. Uh, he just does a really great job. He settles down 
um, after that walk and that, and then he gets a strikeout, and then he gets uh, Ozzy to fly out. Great job there. Uh, I think he saw four pitches before he flew out. Uh, then he got um, Sandoval to get a full count, and then he got him stri- to strike out swinging. Just a great job, Nelson, here. Um, Sandoval is always difficult to strike out. Um, his uh, his um, uh, box is, is super compact, so it's sometimes hard for pitchers to get the ball there. Next guy, um, Dansby Swanson, strikes out. Uh, he, does, he sees seven pitches. Uh, he keeps on fouling. Um, the ball off. He fouls the ball off three times. Just did a really good job at trying to stay alive in that that bat. But Nick Nelson wasn't going to have any of that shit, and he shut him down um, on the seventh pitch, which struck him out swinging. Uh, really fast. I'm uh, really fast. An 88.4 mile per hour changeup to do that. That was just a filthy pitch, especially because he continued. Uh, he he did a four seam slider slider four seam change up change up change up and he finally got him. Uh, he changes his speed in his change up and I really like that. Um, he was able to go a 90 mile per hour um, change up and then drop it down um, two miles an hour to get the strikeout. Just a really great job um, there by Nick Nelson. So bottom of the six, we are still down. Uh, Aaron Judge singles right away again. Base runner on. Starting off the inning, and Stanton flies out off the first pitch. Just unbelievable. We just did a really job, um, horrible job at being savages in the box tonight. Um, but again, there's just some things you just can't, you know, do anything about. Next person up is Geo. Now let's just talk about this right here, is because uh, he grounds into a double play. Uh, but the pitcher Ian Anderson was able to get the ball out of his glove pretty quickly because it went right up to um, Ian and get the um, ball two seconds really, really quickly. Just an unbelievable job um, to get Aaron Judge out there and then get it over to first uh, to get it to Gio Urshela. Um, just a great job to get out of the inning by the Braves. And again, I hate cheering on for the Braves, but they were just playing a really, really great game at this point. And I was just really impressed with the coaching staff and really uh, the, the pitching staff that just did an unbelievable job. And we'll see a little bit more of Ian Anderson in the seventh inning, um, but just a great job by this pitching staff. Yeah, absolutely. I know our lineup sucks right now, but Ian Anderson is legit. And this is really, really early. He's really young. Um, he, uh, he's he got a long career ahead of him, and he looks to be... Um, a potential ace caliber guy he has a lot of pitches um or he has a lot of stuff and yeah he's really good and he did a great job today and we did, our batters didn't challenge him he ended up he pitched almost uh seven innings so good for them um but uh for us louis sessa comes in for nick nelson in the top of the seventh gets austin riley to uh, or Austin Riley pops up, but it's not a pop out. It bl- is a blooper that lands between first baseman Ford and Judge in right field. Um, I I I I didn't rewatch it, um, so I don't know for sure. I don't know if either one of them could have gotten it, um, but it was it was pretty much right dead between the two of them. So it, it didn't look like a horrible defensive play. It just looked like a, uh, a good yeah, location on is, that. What's up? But D, but DJ DeLemayhew was charged of the error with this. Um, you no. Know, I, I was, that was the next the next batter. Oh, <laughs> you're right. That's yeah. great, dude. That's great. That's not great for us, obviously, but it's insane that this happened to uh, twice in a row almost right here. Yeah, I don't think either Ford or Judge got an error on that. Um, and that's probably fair in retrospect. Um, if either one of them knew where it was going to go, they probably could have gotten there. But it didn't happen. I don't think anyone gets an error. Uh, Riley ends up on first. So Heredia comes up with uh, no outs and Riley on first. He hits a grounder uh, right between first and second, right to DJ. Um, on a shattered bat hit, um, and DJ just, uh, uncharacteristically can't handle it. Um, he doesn't just grab it, um, initially and it, it bounces away from him and he has to go get it. And so, uh, Heredia makes it to first, 
nobody out. Uh, they've got runners on first and second with no one out for uh, Adrianza, who then bunts successfully to advance the runners to second and third. He's out at first, um, but now they've got two runners in scoring position with only one out for Freddie Freeman. Um, so Sessa intentionally walks Freeman at this point because uh, we don't want to risk him crushing one over the wall. Um, and we set up a potential double play, hopefully. Um, and then Ozuna almost almost does it for us. He almost grounds into a double play, but he really hustled to first, um, beats out the throw, um, which so he's safe at first. Now there's two out, but the run scores from third. Travis Darno up next um, with runners on the corners, two outs, and grounds out to Gio, who bounces it on the throw to first, but uh, Ford has a nice dig, gets it, uh, and gets Darno out with just one run scored in the frame. Going into the bottom of the seventh, Glaber Torres grounds out. Mike Ford then singles. Um, Aaron Hicks goes down swinging. Um, and the strike three that he swung on was was really far outside. It wasn't a good read. I'm not sure what he thought it was, but uh, not, a, not a great one to swing at. He strikes out. Gary Sanchez up next um, works a full count, then walks. Good at bat by Gary. Clint Frazier um, up with two on, two out. Uh, he ends up working a walk. So we got bases loaded for DJ. How often do we say this? DJ up with runners in scoring position and two outs. It seems like it happens all the time. And he hasn't delivered very often. And he does not, in this case, grounds out to end the inning. Going into the top of the eighth. What's the score with that, Matt? Uh, three to zero. Sorry. Yeah, three to zero. So obviously our um, our pitching staff is is kind of uh, fluttering, but our bastards is done. Um, this is not what we needed at this moment. Um, but we're able to get these guys out because Sessa is a, I mean, just a stud. Uh, steps up, gets the first guy to line out off of four pitches. Pandal, um, Panda, the Panda, the Panda. Uh, he gets out, uh, lined out on the second pitch. Uh, so Sessa's really able to start carving. But this is what happens that I get really concerned about is uh, Urshela left, leaves the game with an injury. Uh, looks like it's a back injury. Ordor comes in to replace him, moving DJ to third and Ordor to second. Still not what we wanted. I do not like to see uh, Gio get injured. He is one of the best third basemen in the league. And this is not what we needed to see. Um, but the next person up, Sessa, makes quick work of it. He fouls tips as a strikeout. Dansby goes down. Going into the bottom of the eighth, we saw three up, three down. Good job by Sessa getting out of here. First play, um, guy up, Aaron Judge, uh, gets the full count and gets a walk. Great job by Judge. I mean, two walks tonight, just did a great job. Stanton, this is it, right? No, he strikes out. He only sees four pitches off the strikeout. This is not good. Uh, Odor um, comes in the substitute. Um, shaved Odor. We did not see anything out of this right here. He flies out off of the fifth pitch. Uh, again, good job by these guys at least to try to get deep in the count. Unfortunately, it didn't do any good. Um, Glaber Torres flies out to center, and that does the inning. So we are still down 3 to nothing, going into the ninth. Yep, and we get to see our guy, Brooks Kriske. Um Correct me if I'm wrong, last season was the first time that Kriske has pitched at all, right? And he made he yes, four that's appearances. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and he had a really big um, high ERA, like at 14 or whatever, uh, for the season that he came in. But he had like 14 or 16 strikeouts in the amount of innings that he saw, which was insane. So he has really great stuff. Yeah, that's a lot. He only appeared in four games. Um, so yeah, just really limited time. This is his uh, season debut. He comes in for Sessa. Um, uh, doesn't start out 
the way he'd like to start out his uh, major league year. Um, Austin Riley gets a home run. Riley's having a good game. Um, and then on top of that, Heredia works a four-pitch walk. Um, and then Adrianza gets to a full count, but also walks. So we've got a, a run scored on a home run, and then we've got runners on first and second, and nobody out yet for Freddie Freeman, who steps up to the plate. He pops out to left center. Um, runners have to stay. And then uh, Marcel Ozuna grounds into a force. Uh, he's safe at first, but the runner is out at second. So they got runners on the corners, two outs. And Travis Darno helps us out by striking out swinging. Yeah, and I want to throw this out here is I, I was really just unbelievably proud of um, Krisky because he was able to settle down, giving up that home run, giving two back-to-back -back walks. And then he gives Fred, gets Freddie um, Freeman and Azuna to uh, fly out and a force out. And this is why it's big right here is because he does that off of two pitches. He gets two outs. Their two best um, home run threats. He gets out um, off of two pitches. So this is exciting stuff. I know he still gave up a home run and two walks. But the reality is if we can break down what he did great, and this is what he did. He mowed down two of the best hitters in the American League um, home run threats. He mowed them down one pitch, pitch each, getting out of that jam. That was a great job, something that I, I'm, I'm definitely going to hang my head on, and I'm going to expect more out of him next time he comes up to pitch. Yeah, uh, it was a good performance uh, for his first time at least. Um, uh, he's got some stuff to work on, but you're right. Uh, having letting the first three batters reach base with no outs. Um, yeah, to pull it together like he did and get out of the inning with only that first home run was great. Um, it's good to see him pitch. Um, I have not seen him pitch. I didn't see him. I watched some highlights when I had uh, looked him up, but I didn't see him pitch uh, during uh, as it was happening anytime last year. Um, and yeah, he looks good. I'm looking forward to seeing him some more. I was kind of hoping uh, after we saw him get called up, I was hoping we would see him yesterday, but the situation wasn't there for him. So glad we got to see him. I'm sure we'll see a lot more of him. Um, yes, so going into the bottom of the ninth, it is our last chance. Uh, they have Smith come in for Minter, who Minter was really, really good. Both of their it's guys filthy, were really man. good, man. So filthy. Anderson and Minter both. And then uh, Smith comes in, and he gets Ford to pop out. Uh, he walks Hicks, Sanchez, and then strikes out swinging. Uh, Hicks takes uh, second base on the fielder's indifference. I love that. I love that that's what they refer to it as. It's funny. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> we don't care. You can take second. We don't give a shit. <laughs> Frazier up next gets an RBI single and you know what maybe if we had scored two more runs of course that indifference would have actually mattered because uh, I guess this is why they let him go because he scores on a hit but again it doesn't matter they're still up two um, and there was two outs so Frazier gets the RBI single good for Frazier it was a nice way to end the evening for him um and then dj pops out that's all she wrote yeah and fraser last two uh bats man he did great gets that hit and gets a walk i mean that's just amazing i'm just really proud of him and i want to throw this out here this year uh, matt adam has no bragging rights on beating us this season uh we actually tied it because this is the only time we're gonna see the braves so fuck you <laughs> fuck you and fuck you I am incredibly excited that we were able to get out of this uh, with uh, tying it up, the series tying it up. Um, I, I do not like to, I mean, of course, if you watch the Yankees in the 90s, you know what I'm talking about. That John Smoltz and Greg Maddox time period, um, you know, having John Rocker come out of the bullpen. I mean, those guys were insane. And this is not what uh, we're typically um, seeing. The Braves have a great team. Uh, I'm just glad that we got a win out of it yesterday. Uh, yep. Today, obviously, was not our best day in any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, just a, just a piss-poor job in the long, the long run of it. 
Yeah, even yesterday, um, we, we got the win, but I wouldn't call it a great game. It was a great game by our pitching staff. It was not a great game by our hitters by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they have only had a couple games all year that I would call good games by our uh, starting lineup. It's just been it's just been really bad, like uncharacteristically bad and statistically unlikably or un unlikely <laughs> unlikably. I don't like them, so they are unlikable to me, uh, but unlikely. Uh, so the everything points to them being able to um, turn that around and get back to the median. Um, that everyone's capable of at least if not more Um, so you know we don't have a great record so far but it is still early Uh, we've played in just over 10% of the games that we're going to play this year so there's a long way to go Um, tomorrow we get to start a four game set against the Cleveland Indians uh, like I said, it should be Domingo Herman starting tomorrow, uh, as far as we can tell. And I, I think I'll have a good start. I'm hoping that the first start was just um, a little bit of nerves being back out um, in front of the fans uh, for the first time this year after his suspension and everything. So, um, yeah, we'll see how he does tomorrow. He's definitely capable um, and he'll help out this rotation a lot if he can be uh, the pitcher we saw a couple years ago um, and if he can stay healthy and consistent. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, this is going to be an interesting uh, uh, matchup for us. Uh, Herman is still somebody that's a wild card in our book uh, um, in the aspect of we have a lot of guys that are in the waiting that are really good, ready to go. Uh, it makes more sense why uh, Michael King didn't get the start last time and Nick Nelson um, was the opener. It's because they don't want um, King getting um, um, set in that starting mentality right now. They want to make sure Hermon is coming back and is ready to go. Uh, I'm excited to see that uh, pitching duel tomorrow. Um, I know for a fact that we'll see Shane Baby, um, <laughs> Shane Baby, uh, Babyer, Bieber. Uh, we'll see. We'll see the Biebs for sure uh, against Cleveland. I always like it when we have an opportunity. Uh, to get uh, uh, um, you know blown out by <laughs> by a great pitcher, but maybe our bats will come alive. Maybe we should look at it like that. Um, I want to I want to address really quickly Kluber's day. Ninety one pitches, fifty of them were strikes. He walked four batters and only gave up two hits. Um, just a great all in all night. Uh, two earned runs that he gave up as well. Um, but I was just really impressed with him as he continues to get back to form. Uh, this was a big step. I was very encouraged by it. I don't like the four walks, and I and I know he doesn't like it either, uh, but that will be something that he definitely is going to continue to get better at with his command. Yeah, the walks are, are what got him um, in the top of the fifth. Those first two runs probably uh, don't score, or at least not both of them, if he doesn't walk uh, Riley and Heredia. But I feel like I saw what I was hoping to see from him regardless. Uh he and Tyon both, I mentioned that I would give him uh, five starts before I start to criticize him too much um, or give up on him because of what they've been having to work their way back from. So I, I'm really encouraged by each of their starts yesterday and today, and I think that, that their success will continue and that their pitch count will work its way up just even a little bit more than it is into the 90s. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic about it for sure. And definitely if Herman can do something, I already am confident in Cole and Montgomery. So, I mean, that's a rotation right there. And that's a really good one. If they pitch, if each of their, the guys pitch to what they're capable of factoring in age and all that still they are still they still they don't have to each have the best season ever they just have to be solid and um perform at around their their career average or in cole's case the last few years because he wasn't this good uh you know four or five years ago 
but he is now. And Montgomery, um, I think he has a chance of... He, I kind of expect him to have his best year of his career. He's still fairly young, um, and I love what he's got. But, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic about our rotation, and I am optimistic about our lineup being able to correct the statistical anomalies that have occurred so far and their struggles. And if it takes, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe Marcus Thames isn't the right guy to be our pitching coach anymore. I don't know that. I don't know what the, the, the batter's issues are. So I don't know why they they don't seem to have the the motivation or the focus or whatever is lacking. Um, but let's hope it doesn't last uh, too much longer. We'll, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll worry about it after game 30. Um, and then I'll, then I'll freak out. <laughs> but for now, I'm okay. Um, and uh, yeah, we just got to look towards the next series. Always the next series. We got, uh, we got, don't have any more than one game per day. So that's what we got to do. Yeah, and I want to throw this out here. I feel like Tim's is one of the better um, batting coaches in the league. I get really excited about Tim's. I think he can get these guys um, out of this right here. But speaking speaking of our bats, I want to bring up uh, a couple guys that I feel like could help our team uh, right now uh, wake up from our bats that are just absolutely sleeping right now. Uh, we saw one of them tonight that we were really impressed with. That was Frazier. Uh, just a great job um, the last two times he was at the plate. I hope he can carry this over to the Cleveland Indians, which, if I'm not mistaken, didn't at one time he was in the Cleveland Indians farm system? Maybe he's ready to have a big breakout. Maybe this is a series that he can come out and everybody else says, ah, there's the Clint Frazier that we always knew. The other guy I want to talk about was Urshela, but Gio is injured. I don't know how many games he'll be out for. I'm assuming that they're going to be very sensitive with this. He's had issues in the past. So instead of talking about Gio, I wanted to come up with one of our better um, um, bats uh, this year so far, which is not saying that much, but um, let's talk about Gary Sanchez. Um, I feel like he's one of those guys that could come up and really do some damage for us. Uh, we've heard uh, the batting coaches and the batters and the coaches and the manager um, and even Cashman, um, you know, say things about um, Gary being the best bat on the team. Uh, we haven't un- obviously seen it as well this year, but I do think that Gary Sanchez is one of the best bats on this team, and he just needs to get alive. So look for Gary Sanchez and Frazier to start stepping up, giving us some big, big bats that like we need. Yeah, I felt bad for Urshela. Um, I am really hoping that it's not a serious issue with him and that he can be back very soon. Uh, he got a promotion in the lineup. Today was his uh, his first, uh, at least of the season, and maybe ever. I'd have to look. Um, but he got put in the cleanup spot today. Um, and uh, unfortunately, he had to leave with injury. So... Hopefully that's going to be a short thing that he'll be able to get over very quickly. Um, another guy um, who's not doing well, but I thought I would mention uh, I, I saw some stats um, comparing his uh, his slow start to that of Fernando Tatis, a couple of uh, fellow shortstops, Tatis, who last year people seemed ready to... Um, proclaimed to be the best player in all of baseball uh, and Francisco Lindor who most Yankee fans seem to want to trade for and move Glaber somewhere else because they don't want him at shortstop. Now this doesn't have anything to do with their defense. Um, actually there is a DRS out here but, but uh, Glaber Torres out of those three guys actually has the best average it's a bad average. He's at 182, but um, Tatis oh, one, is... 186 after today. 186. Yeah, this was before today's game. 186, so it went up. Um, and then Tatis and Lindor, they might have changed in their games tonight, but this is going into today. Uh, Tatis was at a extremely low 143 average, and Lindor was at a 171. Um and Tatis, who people rave about his defense, 
he has a he has a negative two uh, DRS, which is defensive runs saved, um, which is the same as Torres. Uh, Lindor is in the positive by one. Um, but yeah, so none of them uh, have been doing well at all. But I'm well, I bet uh, people on their teams are probably freaking out, but it's probably equally unreasonable as people freaking out about Torres this early in the season because what we've seen from him in his career so far is what we should be able to expect. And um, I expect him to bring that average up, uh, finally hit some home runs, hit with runners in scoring position. And I think he's played a solid shortstop so far this year. Um, yeah, he's been, uh, I can think of maybe one or two plays that he didn't feel well. But other than that, he's been making all the plays that he needs to make at shortstop. So don't worry about Glaber. Um, he's amazing. He's one of the best young players in all of baseball. And he will bring his batting performance up, no doubt. Man, I not only agree with you, but I would stake money on the fact that Torres is going to be one of the best players in the league uh, in the near future. Uh, he's just a special player. He's only 23. Just give this guy some time for sure. I am excited about tomorrow. Cleveland Indians is always a game I love to beat the shit out of Cleveland. Uh, I hope that we can get back on the winning ways. Uh, I hate to see the fact that Boston is beating us in the rankings and we're ranked last in their first. I mean, like... That's the worst insult right there, I think. I, you know, I, I could handle if the Blue Jays were first or, uh, you know, a different team. But the fact is, is Boston is just rubbing it in. Uh, five games ahead of us right now, just not a good um, position to be in. Um, but, man, I'm excited about this Yankees team, regardless or not, if we've been able to pull some wins off. Uh, this is just a, a special team, and I'm excited to be able to do this podcast with Matt and be able to talk to you guys because... You know, like we've talked about before, we're not NBA experts, but we are passionate about the Yankees. We talk like uh, on these uh, podcasts like we do in real life. You know, we, we want you guys to know how we are talking about the games, how we're breaking down the games. Uh, this is something we've done for years with each other, um, and we're just excited to be able to do this. So uh, thank you so much for listening to the Yankees Death Star. My name is Dave. And I'm Matt, and like Dave said, we are not NBA experts, and we are not MLB experts either. So thank you for joining us on Yankees Death Star, and we'll be back tomorrow after the game against the Indians. Thanks.